Okay, so Mishnah on the bottom of Chav Zayin Amabay says the Mishnah, Amr of Zechariah ben Akatsav, he says the following story. Hamaon, person makes a, 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 a neder, right, or Shavuah, and they say, Hamaon Azed, this dwelling place, meaning taking a Shavuah on the, 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 the base of Mikdash or whatever, it's a, it's a way of making a Shavuah. That what? Lozaza Yata Mitoch Yadai, Mishash and Nichnesu Obdi Gachav Nushalayim. From the moment that we that that, that uh, you know non Jews entered Yerushalayim, she was I was like holding my wife's hand the whole time, meaning that she never moved from me, until they left. So meaning trying to say he's trying to give testimony that nothing ever happened, nothing happened to his wife at that moment. So Amrulah ain't other made alatzmo. So I said back to him, a person cannot give testimony about himself, presumably, and we'll see, presumably meaning that a husband testifying about his wife, he's a, he's a mamish and no gebedava, right? He's, there's no more bias than that, than, the, than a, per, a, a husband testifying about his own wife. So yeah, you can say you're holding your hand all the time, but that we, we're not going to trust someone to give testimony about themselves. Um, fine. So, says the Gemara's fellas. Tana. So even though they didn't, Trust him in the sense that to say to him, and, 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 the, and again, Zechari ben Akatsa was a was a was a um, was a Kohen. So even though they didn't trust him in the sense that he couldn't accept his edus, nevertheless he gave her a, a house in his chazer. And when she would leave, when she would leave the house, she would leave with first from her children. Meaning she would there would always be children in the house, and then she would leave first. Right? And when she would enter the house, she would always enter last. Meaning whenever she would be in the house with her, with her former husband, there would always be children in the house, meaning there wouldn't be yichud. Right? Because they were still, had this, you know, it, it's almost like a situation where they were like continuing to parent the children together. It's really a tragic scenario where they're like parenting the children together. She lives like on the property, but they couldn't, they couldn't live together because they couldn't be husband and wife anymore. And so that's what she, so she always made sure she was always in the house with uh, with other people there. I think they, they got divorced though. They or they're just presumably yes, presumably yes. Yeah, she became forbidden to him. Rashi says, right? So 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 they made her forbidden to him. So did he give her a get? I, I would imagine the answer is you know yes at that point. But um, you know, the Gemara doesn't say that. But presumably yes, she was forbidden to him. Having children point. around. It, that, that, makes that, it not, he, that not a problem. Even, not, even if they're little kids. Right? So it depends how little they are. If, if, it's, a t- if it's an infant, it's not going to help. Else. Any child old enough who's going to know what's going on, correct. Okay. Correct, yes. So by a by, so by asked. What about, what about a person, a general case of divorced, right? A general case where they're divorced, is that permissible to do? So, Hasab hudi b'shvuya hikilu avahachalo. Meaning, you need to say that this case really, and according to this, uh, this next line of the Gemara, you might argue that maybe he really didn't give her again. Right? So she's like, not really, they're not really divorced. They're forbidden to be together because, the, because technically they paskin that, that he couldn't testify. But you could say, he knows and she knows that they're not really forbidden to each other. So they have this like, by Shavuya, they were mekel. Okay, so like let them still live in the same, you know, uh, you know compound. And basically... You know, they will make sure they're not having yichud, but really, why would we not be concerned? Because really, they're not also to each other, let's say, I mean, or it's possible, right? Uh, is, is that why they were making in that case? Or no, no, like there's no difference. And even a woman who got divorced from her husband, same thing. Okay, it could be like a divorce agreement that she's going to live on, the, she'll live on the property and it, it, they'll be with the children together and they'll never have yichud. Is that okay? 
So it's the Gemara, the Tashma, the Sanya. Hamagarish is Ishtalo, Tenasibishchuna. So if a person divorces his wife, so he should not get married and then be in the same neighborhood. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Begrusha Kohen Shagirish as Ishta Mala Dor Imo Bachatar. They're allowed to live in the same Chatar. That was the Kasha, right? So it says, so let's Lotina say Bishuna. So says Rashi, he can't live in the same neighborhood. Lefishim Akira Bermizuzav, Vikritsosav, Shema Yavoli de Aver. Meaning, if they get married again, right? So, so and we'll see who's who, who gets married again. But let's say someone gets, they get married again, or she gets married, she gets married to somebody, right? Now they shouldn't live in the same neighborhood. Why? Because there's this, there's this very, very, very intimate, close relationship between a former husband and wife, right? So to have them living in the same, same area, and she's, she's got a new husband, and, and he's still around, so that's not, that's not going to go well, right? Because all they need to do is like, wink, wink, and they find themselves, you know, very quickly secluded somewhere and can find themselves involved in serious virus. So uh, this is not a... Chazal understood very, clear, very, very clearly that uh, a relationship that used to be an intimate relationship doesn't just go away um, if, because they got divorced. And therefore, they shouldn't live in the same area. So let's keep going. V'im Kohen, V'im Haya Kohen. And if he was, if the husband was a Kohen, right? Rashi says, V'im Haya Kohen, Afil Loni says. Meaning, our, answer, our point is that they, got, they were married, they got divorced, and she got remarried. Once she gets remarried... And if he's not a Kohen, she's forbid she's a sewer to him now, right? And and if he's a Kohen, if he, if he's a Kohen, as once they got divorced, even if she never got remarried, nevertheless, they're now forbidden anyways, the moment they get divorced, Lo Sadr Mavoy. They shouldn't live together in the same Mavoy, the same you know, it's the, you have uh, multiple chatseros, right, in the same, you know, like like um on the same block, basically. Just a question right? if a non Kohen couple, right, once they get divorced Nobody remarried yet. They they cannot have. Re- they they they're forbidden to have relations with each other. But if they do, it's not like she's not ishish ish, right? She, you're allowed to get married again, right? So if, so right, if okay. a, a, two, a man and woman, a man's not yeah. a man's not a coin, they can get they can get remarried if they want to, if they make a mistake, right? If they be nichshal together, so then it would it would she's not ishish ish, right? right? So it would be the same level iser, but they're not married. Or if they but had, but if, if he's a coin, or if they had a kid, then they're divorced, right? And they had a child, yeah. So then, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a mom's? It would not be a mom's. Correct, because she's right. So if if a, if a but if a Cohen divorces a woman, the moment they get divorced, she's a grusha. That's it. And if they have a child, that child would be a chalal. Chalal, right? Right. Okay. So um, got, I got it. So yeah. So if he's a Cohen, they shouldn't live in the same mavoi, right? In higher kfar katan, if it was a small town, And they said a small town is also considered like a mavoi, right? Right. So so the, the simple answer is that. A regular case of Grusha, right, presumably, as long as they're, if she got remarried or if he's a Kohen, they shouldn't live in the same Mavoy. So if they shouldn't live in the same Mavoy, presumably they should definitely shouldn't live in the same Chatzar, right? That's Kavachom, living in the same Chatzar is, is, even, is even closer. That's like back, you know, backyard neighbors, basically. Mm-hmm. That should, they shouldn't do that. Um, okay, uh, fine. So the says, fine, but me need to have me. Okay, so who has to move? All right, who, needs, who has to move? So uh, Tashma, Desanya, he nidches mipanov, vein who nidcha mipanea. So, so the Bryson says that she has to move, and he doesn't have to move. Why? Vim haisa chazer shaloa, who nidcha mipanea. But if it's her chazer, right, then then he has to move. So, so the Bryson confirms. So ibaylehu haisa chazer shal shneiam mo. Okay, but what? I get it. If it's her, if it's her, if it's her chazer, he can't live there. Fine. But what if the chazer belongs to both of them? Right? What if they each have a house and then a chatzer, and we say, whoa, whoa, you can't, that's not, this is not going to work. Who, who has to move? 
So Tashma, he nidchas mipanav, right? We just said, right? So that says, she, ha- she gets pushed away from, because of him. But my askinam, what's the case? If it's his chatzer, pshita, that's obvious. It's his chatzer, of course she has to move, right? And if it's her chatzer, Right, if it, we just said before that if, her, if it's her chatzer, then he, then he has to move. So el alav ki right? So what's the case? What must be the case? The case must be that it's, when it's a neutral site, right? Uh, and, and it's neither person's uh, chatzer. So what happens? So then they uh, she she's the one who has to uh, who has to move. Meaning if they if they, it's just, if they both own it, if they co-own it, uh, or it's neutral, right? Exactly. Neither so, one of them own it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, actually, take a look. So the gemara is going to say, well, what do you mean? Dilma da agar megar. Right? Maybe they, uh, maybe the case is that they're both like, you know, renting, right? In that, in that area. Is that, is that what they say? Renting? Yeah, but both renting, right? So, so the bottom line of the question is, my, so, fine. So, so meaning it's, it's neither of theirs, they're just both renting, so it doesn't belong to either of them. Does, does you know, does, does she have to move in that case? So, says the my havila. So, how, how do we pass again? Tashma, hine Hashem, mitaltalcha, gever. So, when the, the Pazan Yeshayahu says, that Hashem is going to like make you mitatlan and things like a movable property, right? Meaning that I'm gonna Hashem's gonna move you, right? Get, get, you know, it's a it's a navu of things Hashem like just, you know, moving the moving the Jewish people, putting us in the galus, etc. And he calls it a tiltala gever, right? The 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 moving of a of a man sounds like so. Amarav tiltulai de gavra kashi mid isisa. So Rav said men having to move out of their comfort zone or whatever is is more difficult than for women. Right, so therefore, what's this assumption? That's how we know that it's actually worse for a, a man to have to move than a woman. So we have more rachmanas on the man, and therefore the woman's the one who has to move and not the man. Don't tell this Gemara to your wife later. Um, fine, that's what the Gemara says. Okay, um, but it's a real, but it's a, it's a real shayla. When, when couples get divorced, they get remarried, they shouldn't live so so super close to each other for exactly this exactly this reason. Okay, so um, okay, Tanur Abanu, Lo Vahimena now we're going to talk about other cases, other examples where um, a couple that was once married has to be careful not to be involved in scenarios where they can be alone. And alone in a way that could lead to suspicion that they could end up doing the wrong thing. So what happens if he, bought, he borrowed money from her, from her father's money, meaning when they were, when every time, every time a couple gets married, so the wife would sometimes bring into the marriage certain property that belonged to her father. It's called the Nichse Maluk. And that property comes in, when it comes into the marriage, she, she, uh, she holds on to that property. And when they, when they get divorced, she takes it with her. Right? So, uh, so what happens? So Rashi says, Nichse Aviha. It's the f- last wide line in Rashi. Shahaya biyadeha biyada Nichse Maluk. She had the Nichse Maluk. Uba Kohen Shagirish is Ishto Kamari. talking about the case of a Kohen who divorced his wife. Okay, so he borrowed money. While they were married, he borrowed money from these nichsemi look. She had a, an account, let's just say, right? This, it's, it's property, but let's just say he borrowed money from her father or from her while they were married, and now they get divorced, and she wants to get paid back. So, right, so the Gemara says, She can't go back and collect the money by herself. She has to get, get the, paid back through an intermediary. Right? She says, and they shouldn't like go and have like this private conversation about getting the money back, right? We don't want to do that. So Amr Sheshes vi Kamaladina lo lehu. And Rav Sheshes says if they would come together to Bezdin, we wouldn't listen to them. We wouldn't. We don't. We're not going to like even have a conversation with them if they're just just one on one, the two of them, 
Right? Rav Papa Amar, Shamosi Misham Tinalahu. And if they would do that, we would put them in Khairim. Right? For a man and a woman who are not who were previously married and are currently not married, they're walking in by themselves to Bezdin, that we would put them in Khairim for that. And not only that, says Rav we would give them Malkus for that, for, for, for hanging out, basically, alone. The two of them, uh, a Kohen who had been married to a woman, and, they, uh, and now they're like hanging out by themselves. Oh, this is a Kohen case, right? Yeah, presumably it's a Kohen case. That's where Rashi, that's where Rashi started. Okay. Um, so these are all different possibilities. Does it mean all these things build on each other? Right? Or, is it, or each one is a separate response the bottom line is very serious way that we deal with that we that we re- respond to a man and a woman who used to be married he's a coin she's now a grusha and they're like hanging out right they're having conversations they're doing business deals this is not something that we're comfortable with so i'm rav nachman tana be eva rapsi so rav nachman says there's a there's a brace in an eva rapsi that's what we know as misecha smachos the medvar mamurim shinisgarish minanisuin so when is this whole conversation that's if they were were married totally that had nisuin and now they got divorced but if they just had been engaged, right? They had just done Erisin, they hadn't done Nisuin, right? So then they, uh, she can get paid, paid on her own. Why? Because they don't have this intimate relationship, right? They just got married. I, mean, we, we, I know we're calling engaged, but right? We talk about two stages of marriage, Erisin and, and, and Nisuin. Erisin they would do a year before they would do uh, Nisuin, but the bottom line is just through Erisin, they weren't really living together. They can show up together in the court. Meaning they're not, they're not living together, so they don't have this. They don't really, it's like a couple who was engaged and gets you know, a broken engagement. So, so, so in that scenario, they never had that, that very close, intimate relationship. They didn't have a physical relationship with each other. So we don't have this same concern because they don't have in libo gaspa. They don't have this intimate, easy, relation, easy relationship with each other, so we don't have that concern. And he already what has might access happen. to her, money, her father's money, right? Once they did Nisi, when they did Aris, uh, I guess. Yeah, next time like this. He, he borrowed money, yeah. I guess, or any, or any, presumably any of these other pieces, because in Libo Gaspa, they don't have this very intimate relationship, so we don't have that concern. But you okay. would just say, Rusin, she's still considered a Grusha, and she yes. can, so she can't marry him again. And she can't marry any Cohen again. Right, that, right. Right, okay. correct. She, she's so, it, meaning, Arison still considered them fully, they're married, and, and enough to be considered a, a full Grusha, which is just going to get from, mm-hmm. from Arison, correct. Um, but the point is, in terms of what their relationship was like, they never had that close, that very close relationship, and that's why we can continue to. Uh, they, 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 we don't we don't have such a, as extreme a reaction to them spending time together in this way um, once they're divorced. Um, meaning, by the way, that's like all the dinim of yichud and everything still applies to them, just like anybody else. She's she's still a grusha and he's a and he's a kohen, but fine. So there was a, a, a man and a woman who had been engaged, or had had Arison, and they came in front of Rava. Yosef Rav Ada, and presumably means that they had been engaged, in, and then they had, uh, and he was a Kohen, says Rashi, and then they got divorced. And they came in front of Rava. Yosef Rav Ada bar Masna kamei uki Rava shlucha bin tayu. So uh, Rav Ada bar Masna was sitting there, and he saw that Rava put a shliach between the two of them. Like he, he stuck someone between them, because they shouldn't be there together just by themselves. So Rav Ada Bar Masna said to him, wait a second, Rav Nachman, Bar, Rav Nachman said in Eva Rapsi, he quoted Rav Rapsi, this whole story, that all these concerns that we have is only when it was me and Nisuin. But these people were, were, had only had Arison. So Amalei, and this is a very important line. He says, yeah, but I saw that they had a very close relationship. Meaning, you could have a couple who, who, uh, 
who only had Arisen, right? But they have a very close relationship, which is probably true by most couples today who date. And you're dating for three months or four months or whatever, and then they had Arisen so, only. So, so, so they're already, so they already libo gaspa, right? They're already, they had dated for a long time. They really, know, they, have a, they have a very close relationship. Okay, so they didn't have a physical relationship, but they have a very, very close emotional relationship. That's already called libo gaspa. Right, so therefore, that's why he plays someone in between them. I mean, doesn't it doesn't it's not libo gaspa is not a technical term for having had erison. Libo gaspa is a is a is a technical term for the level of emotional connection. Right, and once you see libo gaspa, that was already enough. So ikad the army. Some explain it. Someone said a different shot. They say same idea basically, but in a different way. Ikad the army lo uki rava shulach What happened was rava didn't put some person between them. And Rabbi Bama says, wait a second, you should put a shlich between them. So he said back to him, what do you mean? Rabbi Nachman said, what do you mean? That's not true, this is only Arison. So I don't have to put a shlich between them. So no. So he says back to him, that's only true because it's no, not libo gaspa. But here, here, you can see, look how close they are. Look how, how, how close their connection is. The libo gaspa, we should put a... Uh, someone between them. But the bottom line is, either, however you read the story, however the story is quoted, the bottom line is, um, it's not about Eris and Nisuin, it's about Libo Gaspa. And once you have Libo Gaspa, so then we have more strict rules about um, how these two individuals who had been, uh, you know, married in some way, Eris and Nisuin, how they can relate to each other once they are no longer married. And it's the same thing is true by Yechos Yichod. All the halachos of Yechos Yichod it's actually a little bit in terms of how you pass in this way, but that there are definitely those who assume that once you have libo gaspa in a relationship, once a relationship is very close, these rules of like Pesach, Pasuch, Rosh Hashanah, for example, that like, uh, you know, as long as the door is open, so then it's not considered yichud. So a lot of those rules, those kulas, according to some, go away. Because once you're libo gaspa, there's two emotionally connected that those, these, you know, these rules don't, uh, don't work. Um, so it, it, it comes up a lot. Okay. Uh, next mission. Okay. Um, again, about who is who's believed who's believed to give testimony, and this is going to be about a a, a katan or a person who's a gadol but testifying that something happened when they were a katan. So there's certain people who are believed to testify when they're once they're a gadol about something that they saw when they once they when they were a katan. Okay, what's the case? Neman Adam Lomar so says that that's my father's handwriting. Okay, so how does he know his father's handwriting? He was a kid. He saw his father's handwriting. It didn't have to be when he was already thirteen. When he was eleven, he also knew his father's handwriting, right? Vizek That's my Rebbe's handwriting. Vizek That's my brother's handwriting. So all those cases are believed, even if the child person had seen those things when they were a child, and now they're testifying as a halachic adult. Zachor hayisi biplonis parua. I remember that. There was a young woman who went out wearing a hinuma. If you remember the story, we had this a long time ago. This is one of the ways that they knew, knew a woman got married as a basula is that she would wear a hinuma on her head when it was time for uh, this type of like wreath or something on her head that made it clear that she was uh, um, that she had been married when she was a basula and her hair was uncovered. Right? So that's how you know that when she got married, she was already she was still a uh, you know uh, a basula. And another story. And you can say, I remember a person who left the school to go to the, to go to the mikvah to eat truma. And, and he was with us when we would get our, uh, you know, our food from the, at the threshing floor, meaning he, to, to say that he's a Kohen, right? Um, and that place was a Beis Ha'pras. Uh, 
Bayim B'Shabbos. And it was this you know, place we would go on Shabbos. You can tell this story. Okay, so all these things are permitted for a child, person who was a child who saw all these things to be able to uh, you know, tell these stories. What's Beis HaPras? The Beis HaPras, how did you define Beis HaPras? Field where they plow over the graves. Okay, fine. Plow so over the, graves? Yeah, the point being where, again, where a Cohen could walk, you know, like, uh, you know, this area is a base of press, or like so to be able to testify that this area was a, was a, a, a place where graves are, so where, where is a Cohen allowed to walk? Or this is how far we would walk on Jabez to the following places, you know, like things that they could mem- remember, you know, this is where the, the Tchumen did, but the different things that a, that a child could say, I just remember these experiences and using that as a way of, you know, of reflecting the halacha. So, but a person is not allowed to say, right? so there's a certain place, in the, you, know, a certain der- you know, a certain pathway in this area, there was a, there was a, a hespit in this place, mm-hmm. meaning to say, like I remember there was a hespit, there was a, there was a funeral there, right? like a Rashi says, this is a place where they would give hespedim, right? they would give eulogies, and they would go to the Beis HaKvaros. To the cemetery, shalom. Velasos shama mados umoshava shayu osin shiva lemes. Right, like this is a place where I went. There was a funeral here, etc. The things, these things, they wouldn't allow. Okay. Wasn't allow I mean, his testimony wasn't accepted. Correct, correct. You wouldn't accept his testimony about, about that about these place. about these stories. That's like an exactly. exception, then, right? Yeah. Well, well, we have to see. Well, the question is, what the exception is? The, what's the exception of accepting the testimony of a person who they saw the testimony when they're in child? So we have to see what's the difference between these cases that we allow it sometimes and don't allow other cases, right? Is that an easement? A what? An easement. That's that's what they're saying that he would that he just would, would have demonstrated that it's an easement that you have a right away over somebody. In American law, it's like an easement, like you have somebody has a property. You have this is something right, exactly. Right, this is the way people would walk. I remember walking through that person's backyard, like meaning like whatever the example is going to be, like that they're giving some type of testimony about about this area. So the question is how significant the testimony is, and that's part of the question. All right, so let, let's continue the Gemara for a second. Gemara says follows: Amr of Huna. So Yeshua says, yeah, that's when? When he's the second witness. <laughs> right? You already have a Gadol standing with him, and he's the second person. Right? A Gadol meaning somebody who didn't see this as a Katan. Correct. Right, exactly. Because there's something about the testimony of a Katan. He's now a Gadol now, but he was a Katan when he saw it. So the, clearly this is not, what we're going to assume is that this is not going to be full Eidos. If it was something that needed full, full Eidos, it's going to be... Uh, you know, harder to accept the testimony. But there are be examples now, reasons why we accept it. So, 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 says, yeah, that's when there's another, he's just the second testimony, aid, and he's kind of like continuing to support the testimony of the first one. Right? Utsricha, and I need that. Why? The Yashmin and Aviv. Because he's want to tell me, he believed for his father's handwriting. Right? That's because, why do we do Aviv, Rabbo, and Achiv? Right? Why do you need all three, three examples? So, father, because maybe I believe that, because he was saying he's in around the house. Of a rabbi love, his, his rebbe, that was just at school. And maybe the rebbe, is because he had like a certain like awe of his rebbe, so he would like remember the rebbe's handwriting. All right, he would, how the rebbe writes on the board, you know, something unique about him. Of a aviv love, his father, you don't have that same, that same unique connection. Those two, you'd say, aviv, the brother has neither, so I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't trust that. Kamashalan. Kevin the Kiyum Star Kamashman we do believe him. Why? And this is the reason why. Kevin the Kiyum Staros Midrabanan. Again, what's the whole idea of recognizing the signature? It's Kiyum Staros, right? It's to say that this this document is indeed a good document. So Kiyum Staros itself, the whole concept is only Midrabanan, right? 
Why is Kim Shtaris only Midra Abana? Um, because, we, because we assume, right, that uh, once I have an aide, right, who, who, who writes, their, uh, write, writes their signature, you know, so it's, it's, it's like an aide Shenechri Reducim Abesim. We assume that, 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 that it's a full testimony. So Midra Raisa, already the, the star is fine. So since Kim starts on Midra Banan, he knew Rabbanan, Midra Banan. So the so the Rabbanan now believe him, right, in these cases that are Rabbanan itself. Look at Rashi. Yeah, look at Rashi. Look at Rashi. Kim Shtaras Dera Midra Banan, Midra Raisa, Loba Inan Kim. Right? In general, we don't if I have a, a document, we mentioned and we've talked about this in the past, right? If I have a document that has that has a, a, a signature on it, Midra Raisa, that, that document is accepted. It's accepted. Right? Midar Raisa, the document's fine. It's done already. Chazal tell me I need Kiyam Shtaris. Okay, so if, if Chazal are the ones who tell me I need Kiyam Shtaris, what can they do? They're the ones, hey, we have a rule, like, hey, hey, namru, hey, namru. If they're the ones who make the rule Kiyam Shtaris, that they need this, so they can also make certain leniencies about how you do it. Right? So they said, Midar Abana, we'd like you to be kind of star. Fine. So what do they say? So they say, in certain cases, we'll be more make a look at Rashi. Right, so things that are already owned their abundance in the first place, so they trusted this guy's testimony. Right, they're not they're not removing something that's you know midaraisa. It's fine already, anyways. Right, so fine. So they meaning they're the ones. It's it's like when Chazar already being machmir on us. They said, look, you really don't need this in the first place. I don't I don't need you to tell me that this this signature is good. Okay, but we we say we want to be machmir. So they say, but rather we're being machmer anyways. So okay, so the guy was a katam and he saw it and now he's a gadol. Now, okay, so we'll be, we'll be lenient on that now. Right? Because the only reason we allow it is cases where midar raisa, you don't need it anyways. But if it's a situation you need it. We already have the signatures on the star, right? Exactly. And so it's a valid star on the raisa level. Correct. So this, now, now, now somebody's testifying about. That's, that's extra. That's it's not like someone's testifying about uh, somebody killed somebody and yeah. we, we allow this guy to come in. It's since the whole thing's on the Rabbanan, so therefore Chazal believed him in that case. Okay, so we'll stop here and we'll pick up tomorrow. Mitzvah.